Impact is very simple and this is why I think I can be the greatest entrepreneur of this generation. I don't think anybody wants to give more than me. I'm not playing for money as much as my contemporaries. I'm playing for legacy. My North Star is admiration and legacy. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you, my first question is obviously from where I am in my life. Um, I'm a mom with two small kids. What would you say the one thing that your mom did for you that every mom should be doing for their small kids? She listens. Okay, listened. I think the number one mistake that is happening in modern day parenting is a mix of two things. It's imposing the parent's ambition on the kid without actually watching the kid. Um, And it's allowing other people's opinions to dictate their parenting. Got it. So it's their own selfish want, like me, cliche, I want my kids to be an entrepreneur without watching that they have none of those tendencies. Or number two, me, because I was so parented well by my parents, listening to them of what I should be doing. Or the worst of the worst, which is people just letting their friends dictate. Like it just, it's crazy for me to watch the, it's inc- what an incredible important role it is for everybody in the world when they're a parent. Mm-hmm. The impact is enormous. Well, right, especially at a young age, right? Then your peers become very much involved and become your influence. But, you know, I've seen a lot of different videos with your parents and obviously when you were in the wine business and you always, you, like you just said, but obviously you wanted to go into the wine business at some point. Uh, was it because your parents kind of pushed you that way and then you kind of realized you wanted to pivot? I think there's a, there's a really interesting thing that I've been thinking a lot about based on this question around nudging versus cramming. So my parents were the initial nudge mm-hmm. and it actually, in my opinion, was a remarkable nudge because it was based on something I believe in. My parents looked me dead in the face around 13, 14 and said, you're an atrocious student. Right. Okay. Let me rephrase, my mom did. Yeah. My mom does the talking. You're a terrible student. That means on your 14th birthday that's coming up, you will be working in the liquor store in dad's store. From now on, no more baseball card shows, no more friends. Every weekend, you will be going with dad to the liquor store every Thanksgiving vacation, every Christmas, and every single day of your eighth grade, this was my eighth grade, of your summer, you will be working. Because if you're not gonna be a good student, that means you're gonna be a worker. And I, I'm struggling right this second to fully, fully know what I thought. I was devastated about the baseball card shows. Right. And I kind of negotiated very quickly. I'm like, I gotta do some. So I got that in, thank God. I wasn't devastated about playing. I was kind of like, okay. And pretty quickly, by the fifth or sixth day weekend that I went to work, I kind of liked it. Even though I was doing terrible shit. Bagging ice. It was boring. It was boring. It was two bucks an hour. And I was making real money as a kid at baseball cards. So, but... So that was, they nudged. And that nudge turned out okay. Um, so, it, I mean, you could also say they forced it. I don't know. I, I, they nudged. They, they, they pushed me in that direction and it worked out. Um, but I also watched them push my brother in that direction and he didn't want to work at A&P and then at the wine store and they didn't force it. They adjusted. So besides the baseball cards, yes. like, did you ever think, like you now, I feel, well, everyone now, you've become like, the Oprah of entrepreneurs, right? Like you, you've kind of like transcend any 
group, at age, everyone seems to like, when I told people I'm doing this podcast, people are more excited about you than like I could have said any other person on the, in the world, right? First of all, did you ever think that you'd have such an impact? No. Okay. And that's, that's a good question. That's a good answer. Yeah, it's just the truth. I didn't, I, if you asked me four years ago or six years ago, I would say yes. If you asked me in the way I think you asked me, which is at my youth, I thought I was a businessman. Right, right, right. And right. so a businessman doesn't get the luxury to actually have such an impact on humanity. But what was, what's the one thing about you that you think is the reason why it resonates and impacts so many people? Like your style, because, obviously, because, but. but. Well, you know, I actually would, art, this is something I'm really thinking a lot about. I'm pretty convinced at this point that my style is slowing up the process. Really? Yes. Why? There's an enormous amount of percentage of people that don't like me at first. But you grow on people. Fair. Right. But, but if I was a hair, maybe 15 to 30% a little less, I think it would be, I would be much further along. Much further, I mean. Now, that being said, I also think that that would then have a cap because it wasn't, wouldn't be my authentic self. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe today I would be further along, but at 63, I think I will be like. Well, that's crazy to me because I think that, well, I think everyone would say that you're just, you're growing exponentially fast. I am. And you've become like a, a household name when really besides like Elon Musk in the entrepreneur space, I don't really know many other people that would actually have that, you're synonymous with that word. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, there's others that obviously have it. I think as it gets, as it skews younger, I'm in a real spot. Like I've gotten to the point subconsciously when I walk by young males anywhere publicly, I'm now surprised they don't know who I am. That's right. Which is exactly. crazy because three years ago I was like stunned anyone did, right? So that's clearly happened. And women, by the way, oh, too. Yeah, plenty of women. I mean, uh, by the way, plenty of women, plenty of 60 year old men, plenty. But if you're talking 17 to 26 year old dude walks by me in the airport, I'm like looking at him like, bro, what the fuck? You don't know who I am? Like, like that, that demo for sure. Look, I, look, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I still think, if you look at Google, uh, 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 Google search queries, are, are further ahead than me. I think I might have the most momentum, right? Right, right. right. Um, you know, Mark Cuban's ahead of me. Like there's, because of Shark Tank, you know, all the sharks but have the potential. Is, why is impactful? I think, I well, mean, impact, impact is very simple. And this is why I think I can be the greatest entrepreneur of this generation. I don't think anybody wants to give more than me. Well, that's the thing, I was gonna add, that was my next thing. I, I'm not playing for money as much as my contemporaries. I'm playing for legacy and admiration. My North Star is admiration and legacy. Yeah. And trying to buy the New York Jets. That's a very, yeah. it's a very important kind of like sentence because I really don't give a fuck if I buy the Jets. I just like playing so much that the game of trying to is fun as shit. Right, so that's their goal. That's the goal. Like, that's like a place. business goal. I'd really like that to happen. But like, okay, besides the style, then what do you think that's one quality about you that has that type of influence and impact? My you know? intent is to give. Where I'm starting to realize with me is like, oh, right. I don't have anywhere close to as much money as I could, and that's because I actually don't value that part. Right. And that's where I always have to really know somebody to know where they sit on the curve of only about the money, not about money at all, or somewhere in between like me. I just used to think I was 50-50. I'm starting to realize maybe I'm even 20 to the, like, to right, get, yeah, you know, to like, the I'm not, side, yeah. 
And honestly, I think that could change. There is a concern in my own mind that somewhere in my 70s or 60s, I may get resentful that I gave so much and I didn't get mine, that I may change my behavior. I'm hoping not, but I'm being really transparent here. It runs through my mind. I'm leaving an uncomfortable amount of money on the table my whole life. I built a business for my my dad and left with nothing. I started with a company with my brother and gave him 50-50. He left early on and I, like bottom out, like like I'm I don't have anywhere close to the wealth that I could, and then I don't monetize my audience the way everybody else does. Like I I continue I'm building a machine not for the business for the long term. So right now, like if you're a really thoughtful money person, you shit on me if you knew everything about me. Wow. I just think it actually works out. See, I, I see that when you said that, I didn't even realize that about you. See, I thought that you would be a master at monetizing. I mean, not just 25 minutes, I, but. I, I think I am. I just think I'm losing 31 to nothing in the first quarter. But it's a long game, right? It is. It's, I, I mean. This is it. You're I, young I'm, still. I'm, I, I believe that to be true. Now, were you, but were you always like a forward thinker? Yes. Like, I'm thinking like, because you like, you, predict things, like I saw like on a bunch of things I watched about you on like Larry King, God knows how many years ago that was, you predicted things that actually do happen, like you were just all, <laughs> but seriously, a lot of people that doesn't happen. I, I, you know, it's funny, I don't, I, I, I see patterns much earlier than most and I'm willing to have conviction to say it out loud and, uh, and I understand human beings and so I understand what they're gonna do. Yeah, you understand human nature. I understand human nature. Right. So you're, you should have been a psychologist also. I am a psychologist. Yeah. Every I day just, you are. I, if one of my two kids is a very renowned psychologist, I'd be like, knew it. You know, if they decide yeah. to go the other way, fuck on. Look, uh, you know, growing up, one of my two children, if you know, looking at the level of success, the cliche thing kids do is they they run away from it. Right. They don't want to be compared. I, I wouldn't want to be compared to a you know who wants to be Michael Jordan's fucking son playing basketball. Right? Who wants to be Wayne Gretzky? And you know, like I like to be all time, and like I would have empathy for my children being like, yeah. Well, I don't need a world of everyone comparing me to what he. But no one knows who they are. Like you've done an amazing job at having no. There's there's such a disconnect between your family and you. I mean, honestly, like I haven't found one. I mean, if I went and searched, but I would think that you were a single dude just running around New York. I get it. Like you, you actually have kids and a family. So how, being so public, like your entire world is like a decision we made. videotaped. Yeah, except my personal life. Like nothing. Nothing. But don't people see you like walking around the streets with your kids and Every they take day. pictures? My kids think I'm massively famous. There's not a single time that we go out that somebody doesn't stop us. And right, and then yet yeah, I never see those pictures. Yeah, we've chosen not to do that part. You know, right. like I don't want to compound it. Right. I really do think everybody will know me and I do think the fact that I don't share that part subconsciously, mm-hmm. a lot of people see me with my kids, uh, my wife or what have you and, and don't bother because they realize that I didn't open that up. Other people are putting their children in every single thing and then they're gonna roll up. You've given the public the permission to engage. People do it because they get, I don't speak for everybody but a lot of people do it because it gets more likes, mm. which is fucking devastating I, I to me. That's what people do. It. I'm devastated by that. And so, you know, a lot of people tell me a lot of things and then, you know, 
throw judgment at me and then I'm watching them whore out their children for social media likes and I say to myself, in my mind, because I never put people on blast one-on-one. Publicly, I generically put things on blast, but I will never put anybody on blast one-on-one. I'm too apathetic and no, I don't know everything. But when somebody casts judgment on me, like literally a friend, an acquaintance, a stranger will cast judgment over a drink, a dinner, walking in the airport, and I sit there and think, especially if it's a friend or acquaintance, and I know that they do what they do with their children, I laugh inside my head. Right. I'm like, you're telling me I curse too much. You're fucking, dis- you're, you're putting your children in a furious position. Right. At your own self-interest. It's amazing, your perspective. It's like, I think it's because it's a little bit, it's like so unique to what like the masses are. And that's why people are so, grav- like they gravitate to it so much. Like I watched this, another thing. It lacks fear. I'm, I'm not worried about fear. I'm going through one right now on LinkedIn. I have a thing that is a program to join our team and I want you to make stuff to join the team. Here comes the elitist creative community saying, fuck you Gary Vee, spec work, you're better than this. You're making fucking, you should pay people, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't believe that. <laughs> I do shit for free all the time. Like this. I speak for free even though I get paid 150,000 because I strategically believe that attention in that audience was worth it for me. This is America. I'm not, I'm not imposing people to make me free videos. <laughs> I'm tr- right. We're trying to, I pay plenty of people to make. It's not that that's my only thesis. I just want to grow a little bit and hedge my bet. We've picked a lot of wrong people. I'd like to see people make something for me. I don't feel that it's exploitation. It's not. Uh, Nobody's requiring them to. If they are so great and get paid, they don't need to. Um, But for a lot of us, we're not as entitled as those people that are casting judgment and had mommy and daddy's money to go to the right school and things of that nature and you need to kick your fucking foot through the door and the way you do that is by fucking doing stuff for free. Absolutely. You like that one? No, but it's true though. It is true and I'm sorry we're hurting your market value but this is called supply and demand. And I'm sure you get offers probably by the thousand a day for people to work for you for free. Thousands. Thousands, I'm sure. I mean. Thousands. And even that's a competitive market. I'll be honest with you. I think people that are mad that there's spec work going on now are going to be really mad in a decade when people pay people to work for them. Wait till that can opens. Wait till people understand what's really going on. It's just supply and demand. It is supply and demand. I, it scares the fuck out of me that I could have an entire Team Gary in 20 years, I'm predicting, that is paying me to be there. Whether I can get there emotionally, that, gets a, that is already the next step. You know, I'm able to do, I believe in show me your work. Others clearly with the comments said no. <laughs> uh, the next one's an interesting one, but I think it's going to happen. Whether I decide to do that or not, I don't know. I lean towards no as I sit here today. My POV may evolve. It's a much better use of money than going to art school. Oh, I agree. But then you, but you, don't, you don't believe in mentors. So these people are all wanting no, to be mentors. No, I, I don't believe in mentors to me and I believe there's some other people out there that only learn by listening and watching and doing. By the way, I wish I believed in mentors. Let me phrase. I, let me phrase. I wish my brain worked in a way that could learn from a mentor. Right, or I thought, well, I something that I thought was very, very clever, which was that mentors are from what happened already. That's why I don't value right. them as much as and, most and, people. And you're so much about the future. Or the current. Or the current, right. And so, you're right. And then I think most things are commoditized. Like, they're gonna, like, I'm at the, you know, first of all, I had it intuitively because I learned it from, fi- listen, one thing that I underestimate is I was a true, businessman from the age of six years old. It's all I did. I sold, I bought, I traded, I made signs. I, like By the fucking time I even went into my dad's store, I fucking wish I was making content at 14. When I tell you 
that the videos of my audacity of what I was gonna do in my dad's liquor store, like the level of shitting on my dad, and it wasn't shitting on my dad, but like that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, as a 14 year old, and then now, you know, being able to look at it 30 years later, I was right. They weren't guesses. And then I say to myself, my God, I learned natural talent, DNA, right? And I learned a lot from six to 14. Who the fuck's even doing that? People are going to, like people don't learn until they're like 22 on their, is their first day. But how do you even teach that? See, like you said yourself, you had a natural gift, a natural you, talent. You can only get people, I can be a much better singer, but I'm not gonna be, you know, Rihanna. Right. Like, yes. like, like, so you can teach it, but yes, talent is part of the equation. And people, th- I mean, how much do you think is work ethic and discipline versus this pure talent? I think, t- I think work ethic and discipline is 51% of the equation and that talent's 49. I think, I think, I just see too much talent wasted daily Mm-hmm. You have to do. Right. This is something I've been talking a lot yeah. about. Like, like, do it. You have to make. You have to practice. You have to like, like watching athletes, especially. It's very obvious. They're you know two people and one's so much more talent. It's not even close. Right. But they're jerking off. Right. They're not putting in the work, and slowly but surely, the tortoise catches up. Catches up and passes the hair because where where why is less about actually the physical talent, it's all the stuff they're doing off the field, it's all the mentality stuff that mm-hmm. actually undermines their whole career. Right, you think that the mentality, I, I thought that actually helps their whole career, is the mental, is their mental strength, the mental discipline to work it, yeah. The, it's the better athlete, it's the better entrepreneur, it's the better executive at skill, mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that their mindset of like work ethic and just like mindset, mindset. Under, undermines them and they lose. Speaking of mind, what do you think of these masterminds that all these people on social media are just making, they're doing, they're charging 100,000, 50,000. It's not my favorite model. Right, and then they're taking a lot of people who are putting all their money and investment into these masterminds. I've been a very historic, listen, I could tomorrow start a mastermind and probably make $100 million. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I really believe that. Uh, That's how you can make all the money that you think you're losing or leaving on the table. It's not my favorite model because I don't think it's, I I don't think, you know, I just think there's two, honestly, it's just supply and demand. It's no different than what I talked about video creators. I believe there's too much good information for free on the internet. Google. <laughs> Google. Listen, I'll be honest with you, it's a very big agenda of mine to not force people to buy into bad masterminds. Right, well, and also like all these great internet marketers who you know, put themselves on a, on a platform where they're teaching people these things but they're charging people all their money. And so like, I'm not a fan. Yeah. There's a lot of bad behavior going on. I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who charge people. Yeah, like 50 or $100,000. I had some guy yesterday tell me he spends $175,000 a year on these masterminds from the same people that you and I, I'm sure, the ones that I'm thinking yep. of that you know, right? Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's a, t- it's a and, and I'm, by the way, what I was about to say, I'm sure there's somebody who's just starting out Who's, she's got a $1,500 a month or a year master pine, and I'm sure it's ROI positive. Mm-hmm. But as you go up the scale, I'm ta- yeah, I'm it, talking I think, to- it, it, you know, I think, I think people are doing that. It'd be the reason I'd build a $100 million one. It because it, people would want to say they're in it. Because right. I'm a brand. Well, yeah, well, also- God, It's the same reason people wear $80, it's the, it's the Gary Vee's, it's the Nike, it's, it's, it's just, you know, whatever. Like, it's how we express, an entrepreneur would be expressing themselves by being a part of it. Right. And I, all these people who listen. It's why I like doing sneakers and wines, I apologize. No, Because please. I also want to build businesses, but I want it to be there in case you drink wine, in case you wear sneakers, 
right. and you are grateful for the free, you can do it. But you are building a bit. Vayner Media, Vayner Sports. But I mean, with, when, you know, my closest You're to wow. having anything with my audience is actual physical product right. that I feel they can, if they live that life, could do versus me holding back my best content to charge right. you. What everyone's doing is they're putting out their worst content to then make you pay for your, their best content. That's right. And I'm putting out my best content and it's better than everybody else's content. It is, because it's not, <laughs> it is actually. So that's what's happening. Can I ask you one, other, one more question? I know you have to like yes. jump. No, I can't even remember the question. No, go ahead, go ahead, slow um, it down. What was, what was I gonna say? I was just gonna say it and now I can't remember what it is. So go somewhere else and then maybe it'll come back to you. That's what I always do when I forget something. Yeah, I was gonna say something. What's the one thing that you think that um, everybody, no matter what the business is that they're in, should be doing right now? Producing content at scale. Producing, exactly. I mean, it's just, this is what's so fun to be, one of my favorite things that are going on now that I have so much scale on Instagram is when people leave a comment and they think they're trolling me and it's the biggest compliment. Gary, you say the same shit. It's my single favorite moment in my career right now. How many people do I'm you... like, yes I do. But that's good, that's because it's the same. And it's... what makes me talented is I say it in 1,800 tri- trillion different ways Repetition. and I will always say it in the newest places to say it and it will be contextual for, to TikTok and LinkedIn just like it was for Twitter and Instagram and I'll eventually catch you at the moment that you're ready to hear me. Exactly. After you go to all the other shortcuts and all the other things that you don't want to be doing it my way. Mm-hmm. Slow, shitty, right, kind, good, giving. When, you're, when you hate that, because you want fast, quick, a lot, and you go through it all and none of it works, or my favorite one, when it worked and then it collapsed. My best people consuming my content for me are the ones who actually had success for a minute in the other way, and it all came down. Right, right, exactly. And then they realized why, and they come. Not the ones that don't have success fast. They're also good. They believe in my way, you know. Right, right, they need right. get success. The one that's most interesting to me is she fucking did it. She made a ton of money in 18 months, and it all went away. I'm, I'm curious, because you're such a motivating, like such a motivator, what's the percentage, and you probably don't know this, but the percentage of people who actually implement and execute on Small. what you say? Right. Well, to what I really am saying currently, almost no one. I'm telling everybody to produce 100 pieces of content a day. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that's, sure I mean, if that there's would anyone be... doing it. Well, how would someone actually do that minute that much? 60 tweets a day. Write, yeah, write 60 things. Everyone has thought. Talk about everything and anything. Like you can do it. It can actually happen. Right. No, like, I understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you get in, this is why the, this is why document over create was my big breakthrough in that one sit down with that kid. Mm-hmm. It helped so many people. I'm not asking you to create a hundred things. I'm asking you to make a hundred things. That can be, if you go all the way religiously there, when we leave here, not only do we take a selfie together, but you take a photo of that and you say, this is Gary's view. You know, why doesn't he want to buy the Knicks? And it's like question, you know, and right. then, you know, you're just making. All of a sudden, because you put why doesn't he want to buy a Knicks, somebody sees Knicks and engages with you and they become aware. Like, people don't get how it actually right. works. It actually, like, it's like there's, everything's a conduit kind of. Or and then if you could afford it, you start building out the thesis. You record and you post-produce at scale. 
and you produce for TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and your podcast and you know, that's how. It's a lot. It's a lot. But to remind everybody before everybody goes exactly where I know they're going, I was doing it at scale in 2006 to 2011 by myself while running a liquor business. I was doing, that's why I have so many tweets and it's all documented. Go back to what I was doing on Twitter in 2006, 7, 8. It's all there. Yeah. It's all there. I know. Because you're going to say it's D-Rock and it's the team and it's this and that and I'm like, cool. That's now. That's what you can get to if you do it right. A decade later. That's amazing. So, I just believe in bringing value to the audience is the biggest leverage point. Is there any other companies, I know you're, I'm trying to wrap it up. It's okay. okay. Is there anything besides, I know TikTok's another one, that another thing that you see that that people should be kind of keeping their eye on? No, TikTok and LinkedIn are more than enough. I've been very loud about this the last 100 days. Like before, you know, back to like why I love this question. Before we get to the next one, good news, we have two right now. Right. We really didn't have that many a couple of months ago. Like but a year ago, it? I wasn't that excited about much. It was like more Instagram. LinkedIn and TikTok have opened up for everybody in a real way. TikTok is kind of like, isn't it very, and maybe this is just me and my, because I'm a, you know, yes. An old woman, kid, <laughs> but like, isn't it kind of like a like a young person thing? Like, you, you mean know? like Facebook was? Well, yeah, but like besides making like videos, what else could you do? I, I'm not going to start singing a song on. Well, maybe I should. Why don't you just put out the content that you'd put out on Instagram? See, what people understand is platforms evolved. If this interview was happening in 2011, right. you would say, but Gary, isn't Instagram for photographers <laughs> who are taking or nice kids, photos? Kids. Wasn't kids yet? Yeah, oh, wasn't Instagram kids yet? did not start as kids. Instagram oh, started as photographers. Right, and then it evolved into... Period. End your sentence there. Yeah. Then it evolved. What I'm good at is understanding the potential evolvement of a platform that already has scale. Right. I understand that. You got it? I do. So all my, you know, there are people right now that are getting views under TikToks that they don't get anywhere close after four years of investment on Instagram and they're doing things that have nothing to do with TikTok. It's not on trending, it's not lip sync, it's not Visco girls, it is, it is, they're doing a burger video, painting, a cowboy video for 60 year olds and it's working because there's so much attention on the platform right. and there's not enough creators. Yeah. It's just well, supply and demand. Supply and demand. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it with this because this podcast is all about habits and hustle, we know you got that. What are some of your daily habits that you do daily to keep you as on point? As I make are? pretend that my family dies. You make pretend that your family dies. There's something I do, maybe not every day, but comes through my head pretty often. If you ask me why I'm me, it's because every day, every other day, no shorter than minimum once every four days, I will role play in my mind the tragic death of somebody in my inner family. Really? Really. Okay, and what do you do with that information? What I do with that information is I use it as the framework to keep everything in perspective. Okay, that sounds good. It's really easy for me to be okay with the three bad news things that I got today about lost revenue at Vayner when yesterday I made pretend that a tree landed on my dad's head and killed him. So you keep perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious. No. I know it's ludicrous. Back to, I say different shit. I really mean what I'm talking about. 
and because I'm good with feeling feelings with myself, it really works because I get really sad and scared and right. really don't want that to happen and then I'm super thankful that that didn't happen and everything else is, you know, one of my best friends lost his father last night. Oh my Real life. I'm sorry. And uh, he's really, really sad. And all the shit we've been talking about for the last year around business and other things just miraculously didn't matter at all for the last three months that he's been in the hospital every day and every second. Just doesn't fucking matter. So if that's what we all do when it happens, why not live like that when it doesn't happen? That's 100% true. There's no question that I am much happier than the majority of the universe because of perspective and it is completely predicated on the singular variable of health of the people I love. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.